0: Magical! Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher.
1: And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher.
0: And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience.
1: Yes, we do that. Yeah, we do our best to do that. (laughs) So, how's it going?
0: Oh, you know, it's it, it, it's good. It's going good. There's a lot of energy moving for me. Yeah, I what, mean, in what well, way? the painting of the, our house. Our house has oh. been being painted for the past couple of weeks. You see that there's like a pale green behind me now, oh. and. It has inspired a deeper. I love it when this happens to me. This deeper level of clutter clearing, where I'm like, no, mm. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want any of this. <laughs> wow. I
1: love it. I love it. Do so, you have different or more plants behind you? Well, yes. The well, oh. that you're seeing
0: the two. You're you're just seeing more of them because there's not books there anymore, because they're oh. at, they're at the thrift store now. Oh wow. Yeah, I just like sometimes there's different degrees of clutter clearing that overtake me. <laughs> and this time it really is like, I want very little. I mean, very little. Do so you find it's, that
1: when that happens, it's correlating with anything internally? Like, um, I don't know, anything emotional going
0: on? Well, I mean, I feel like it does correlate with just change. I mean, it get, it's when energy is moving and shifting. And, and yeah, when I think I just feel fresh energy on the horizon or want to make room for something new or make room for change, for sure. But you know, I was also thinking today about how I love that feeling of emptiness, and I did grow up in a place where you could look out. Like, you could get to the edge of town very easily and then look out and just see for miles with nothing. Like, you could see a bush, like, miles in the distance because it was flat and open. And yeah. so I think, like, just that's part of why I feel comfortable with space, but sometimes more than others. But anyway, yeah. so that's been moving But not in like,
1: I- there's, like... I'm wondering if, like, I'm not saying you're doing this, but I know my mom actually was very, we didn't have clutter in our home. And I sometimes wondered if she was doing it to, like, banish her inner, like, uncomfortable stuff was coming up. Mm -hmm. it would be like, get rid of that. I mean, I don't know. Like, I do know that
0: I, when I just have stuff that I'm like, I've been holding onto this and I haven't used mm. it, or like, there's this drawer full of things that we kind of yeah, like, well, but don't seems, love. Like, yeah. it's more like, so get it all out of there. I don't, it does, I do feel like this feeling of wanting to get everything out, but mm. then it feels so good when I do. Mm. But anyway, that, that has been happening. And then I've been feeling like kind of emotional and, um, oh, yeah. Just yeah, like me moving through the chain whatever the change is that I don't totally know what it is, but honoring the process of it, that's kind of what's been going on with me. What about you? So
1: Well oh, okay. You don't want to talk about it. Oh no, it. you want to ju-
0: talk more about well, it. Well,
1: I was just curious. So you're just feeling a lot of emotional stuff. I'm just I don't know why. Today it interested me the emotional connection between clutter clearing.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. I mean there there usually is to me. It just feels like Because that is a feeling that I, mm, that I value, like that's part of why I meditate. When I meditate, I, and I breathe consciously, it's like, okay, I don't necessarily know what this energy is, but I can feel it moving. I can feel Mm. these emotions moving. I can feel my heart opening.
1: So that's good not to overthink it. Just feel the emotions and that.
0: I feel like with clutter clearing, that's part of it is it's like, yeah, I don't know what's moving. I don't know what's shifting, but I know that something is ready to transform. And then, mm. of course, it also is combined with that. Why our landlady is painting because she's getting ready to sell and mm. she's open to selling it to us. But we're not sure if we're ready to do that. So there's like that kind of uncertainty. Yeah, and then, yeah. of course, like Ted's career, like we mentioned last week, is really expanding been blossoming <laughs> very <That's amazing>. quickly <laughs> yeah. did you get to pick the green mm, well kind of like our, our lady like did it. consult with us about oh. what she was choosing
1: uh-huh do you like it
0: i do I really yeah, like, I like
1: it. yeah i like it too yeah part of me would be really interested in you coming here sometime for those who don't know tess and i don't live in the same town and or state the, or, or region of That's the country right. or time That's zone. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and then part of me would be terrified by it. But part, I mean, part I saw your times, house when we lived in LA. Yeah, but that was a very long time. That was actually maybe worse because the kids were so little and we had a hard time. It's so hard keeping up with clutter when you I mean, I didn't little. feel
0: like it was bad. No? No. I mean, I felt like it was different. Like, I think everyone's different. In what the- do you mean by different? in the degree
1: of stuff oh Oh, yeah
0: yeah you do have a lot of stuff
1: (laughs) I mean Ted but Ted
0: has a lot of stuff like when it's uh, just my space I like for it to be but Ted likes a lot of
1: little tiny yeah me too so yeah like you I I think similar yeah
0: lots of little tchotchkes
1: yeah I love tchotchkes
0: so I'm fighting that often with him like do you really Uh, want this candle holder
1: it's funny you're saying that because <laughs> i do that with brett like i like tchotchkes, but brett has a lot mm. of things where i'm like do we need this and there's always like mm, yeah you know
0: that's how my dad when i cleared my dad's clutter if i if i asked him about anything it was almost always like
1: yeah like,
0: yeah if there's yeah.
1: room for it yeah. Why not Brett, keep it. <laughs> yeah. Brett always would say yes originally. Now he has more. There's some pause usually. Like, okay, mm-hmm. do I? He's getting. He's getting better about letting go of things. But I always feel like I, the fact that I am the neatest one in this house is a mm. real. It's it's, <laughs> it's an issue. <laughs> I just suddenly got excited by the thought of what if you were here and what would you do here?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, I just, exciting, I do respect like, that everyone ha- is different. Like, like yeah. if people are comfortable, like Ted's studio is filled with, I mean, lots of little things, little yeah. dusty things. It's the only place <laughs> I don't clean because I'm like, dusty I don't want to move things. all these little things and dust them and it's your space. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. he likes it. I mean, he's yeah. fine with it. It doesn't distract him in any way. So I support that. You know, it's just yeah. my personal preference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well I had a I, I can't really go into too many details, but it was it was it was one of it was a very difficult week for me, or at least it started that way so but i what i want to share about it I think will be helpful for our listeners what is oh, is that the color of your drink? It's different colors I thought it was in the water no, it's the glass oh okay anyway <laughs> um so um essentially, I had to make a very difficult decision on Monday. And um, I was having a really hard time with it. Sorry to be vague, but I need to be because it's not about me. So anyway, I had to make and I was like, I haven't felt that level of indecision or fear in a long, I mean, I want to like, I mean, decades even I feel like. Yeah, it was very, 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 very. Um, intense in terms of just the indecision like I felt like every time I asked someone else I would get more indecisive about it I was trying to ask the right people who were informed but it still wasn't it wasn't helping me feel any better in fact I was feeling worse and on Tuesday I talked to my friend about it and she was like she basically reflected back to me that I had a fear about my decision, like, and I couldn't tell the difference between is this a real fear or is this my intuition? Oh, right. Which is mm-hmm. something that people ask us about all the time, mm-hmm. and it's something I normally have no problem with, I would say. um, Or I would say limited issues with. Kind of depends on what it's about, but... um. Anyway, I, there is a specific way I get triggered, but I don't want to say it just because I don't want to give out too much information. Sorry to mm-hmm. be vague, but this will be helpful despite the vagueness of the specific, specific specifics. Yeah. So anyway, um, so my friend reflected back to me that... She felt that when I was talking to her, I was not in my loving inner adult, basically. That it and that when and essentially, you know, when you're making when you're hearing your intuition, you're not gonna be in a scared child part. You're gonna be oh, in right. your centered part. Yeah. And so when she told me that, I that was the first step in feeling better because I was like, okay, that's a relief. You know, that that fear is coming from a scared part. And then I had another realization because I I was listening, I was talking to my other friend and I realized that the place that I wanted to ask her this information from was from a really scared, wounded child part. And it was super clear, especially after it was reflected back to me from my other friend that I wasn't in my loving center.
0: I have a feeling I know who that friend was. The first friend? The friend who reflected back to yes, you. Yes, you do. So <laughs> <laughs> She's kind
1: of an expert in that kind of reflecting back. Yes. So, and it gave me a lot of relief just hearing that. And so then when I talked to my other friend who knew specifics about the situation, had information, I was like, oh, I'm asking this from that really scared child part. And ah. so then I was able so once I could identify that scared child part, I could talk to her. Because I was like, okay, I used my techniques to talk to her. I got really centered in my loving self. And it was just so clear. It was this child part that was always told she could never do the right thing or make Ah. the right decision. Or, like, yeah, that, and that she, there's no way that she had the capability really to do anything successfully, which Mm -hmm. was also interesting because I had been working with that same, um, feeling and that same that same theme around uh my business and around other parts of my life previously so the fact that it was coming up now in this other area of my life i was like oh okay this is just like a test, basically, this is something coming up for me to heal. And it has nothing. it could be about anything. Because last week, it was about my business that I felt like I couldn't make good or like, I wasn't a capable adult. That's what I was told. My mother literally would tell me if I had a dream, she would be like, you are not going to do that. Like literally would tell me that. Oh. about basically whatever, or that's a pipe dream like about all of my and so I really got that message that like, oh, I can't make good decisions. Like I can't accomplish what I want in life and I can't, I'm not capable of making decisions. Oh, so, and once... so then
0: when it was like,
1: a decision that you felt like was really important yes. not just for yourself but for someone else yeah and that, for other people yeah. then it was like, like oh forget it like uh, it triggered pain it triggered like I was a fucking mess like I was just like but once I saw I was like oh it's my sweet little child uh, that's just scared and needs to and I totally know I'm able to make good decisions when I'm in my loving adult I a billion percent know that and so I it was so fast it was wild because Um. Monday I was a mess and then Tuesday as soon as I recognized and as she connected with me instantly because she felt this wounded child part of mine felt right away she knew that I believed like I was in control I can take care of things and instantly she felt better and then I felt it was as if I was fine the whole time oh but it was it's it it, it brought up a lot of codependent stuff because like you said it wasn't just for me and it was like you know it just tested all that stuff but I feel really good on the other end of it in terms of like just so much more integrated that's awesome yeah so that's what happened this week and I don't have any fucking remembrance of what those cards were
0: oh well I'll tell you okay so great. <laughs> <laughs> so you drew you had a new deck tarot deck called yeah, something creatures today.
1: the tarot of curious creatures
0: curious creatures and it was the the um what do you call it I have it oh the chariot it was the chariot. Uh, was it and reversed
1: then, or no? No, it was just regular.
0: No, it was and it was the camel on the bike. That was the okay. picture.
1: Yes, then, right. But it was like a slower cherry. Uh,
0: yeah, it was like a parade, like enjoy the process of moving forward. And then um I drew practice daily from Cosmic Dancer or Oracle. So mm-hmm. it was like mo- like putting one foot in front of the other, which that was my experience of yeah. just like okay, we're moving through some feelings we're still I mean still though the tra- I posted about this on Instagram today the trauma of the past couple of years like we have to still remember yeah. this has been a huge deal and just and I think like we have this tendency to be like oh well but everyone went through it so it's doesn't. it's like mm-hmm. my Mi- experience mm-hmm. of it isn't remarkable but it's mm-hmm. like but it's still oh my gosh like that the stress of that and then yeah. all of the, the changes positive yeah. and challenging changes and then, I don't know, I feel like I it's mean, been a long time now that I'm like, what is happening? What am I yeah. going through? What Where am I going? And then I have to just commit to the process of going yeah. there without knowing exactly where it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about, like, we are all connected. If you look back on, yeah. like, plague times before this... Like, it has to feel, everyone has to be fe- picking up on that energy.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. And Our even, loved ones, the yes. collective. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. So it is a lot to process and release. Yep. So... Today on our show we have Megan Fry, who is a hypnotherapist, and I'm really excited to talk to her. Me too. It's so
0: interesting hypnotherapy.
1: Uh, I'm really into it. Like I've been, yeah. I've created some reprogramming meditations, and I listen to a lot of them, and they're so powerful. Um, but for now, let's just quickly say that um, you wait. Oh, I was going to say you can ask us a question because we're not, we're going to have a special question episode when, during our little break, it'll be, we'll have a one week break and one of those weeks will be just us asking questions. So um, we have a few, but we have time for more, I believe. So if you'd like to ask us a question, you could leave us a voicemail at 828-333-7181. (laughs) 828-333-7181. (laughs) <laughs> the threes I like to got yeah i like to do it like i'm shooting mm-hmm. that's what three, I, heard. Three. But I heard ballistic threes mm-hmm. or you could ask us a question via email at magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com or on our website magicmondaypodcast.com. and there's yeah. a little ask a question button there um is there anything you would like to talk about personally? Yeah, you?
0: I would like to talk about my 2022 Your Most Magical Year Yet planner. So if you haven't gotten this yet, this is very fun. This is There's coloring pages. There's journaling prompts. There's spaces for different life areas to put your intentions for the year. Mm-hmm. Spells, great. rituals. Astrological bing, bing. aspects, just, <laughs> just lots of fun stuff. So you can get that at Amazon, put in Tess Whitehurst 2022 in the search and you'll find it, or you can go to TessWhitehurst.com and go to books or go to the shop and yeah. you can find the planner. So what about you? What do you got? What about
1: me? Well, I'm considering doing a little um mini, like very mini, just like inner child healing holiday support. Um, bundle class, like just a little like not live, but just something so that people can go to to like give themselves a little buffering and help during these holiday times. So I'm not sure when that's going to happen probably soon so if you want to know (laughs) yeah it will be soon so if you want to know you could check right now on my website highestlighthealing.com and definitely get on the mailing list because I will tell those people first those people those beloved readers first at highestlighthealing.com if you go to the bottom there's a little thing you can fill out to join the mailing list
0: And we would also be very grateful if you would write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's so helpful to us. We love doing the podcast. And the more we can
1: spread the word about it, the better it is for us. So It's true. Um, Yeah, so go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you do that. And we love the reviews we have. And it just helps people find us. Yeah. So, so thanks to delight. everyone who's already
0: done that. And if you yeah.
1: have a moment, we would be so grateful. We really would. Okay. So today on our show, as I said, we have Megan Fry. Megan Fry is an independent writer and translator living in Mexico. An eternal student of photography, astrology, music, and yoga, she came into hypnotherapy during the year of her Gemini nodal return. You could say hypnotherapy is her B-side, but as any audiophile knows, the B-side is often the best side. Megan spends most of her time outdoors, on the road, and in loving theta with the world and beings around her. She's honored to guide clients through therapeutic hypnosis, which she believes to be one of the most rapidly transformational healing modalities available. Her greatest teachers are nature, the subconscious mind, and those who fearlessly and compassionately embrace their shadow. here with Megan. I'm so excited to talk to you, Megan. So can you tell us a little bit about how you um, got into hypnotherapy?
2: Sure. So I actually got into hypnotherapy, like I think a lot of people do um, by out of curiosity. And I went for a past life regression Hmm. about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because that's not exactly what most people would recommend doing as your first experience with hypnosis because it's really profound and there's a lot of visualization involved. um, And it just requires a lot. It's kind of demanding. Um, But I just, I was so amazed at how well it worked. Um, I did my session with a woman named Nancy Canning, who is a phenomenal hypnotherapist. And I I just, I like, I think a lot of people have the same question when they go for hypnotherapy, like, will it work? Mm -hmm. Like, will it work for me? Can I be hypnotized?
1: Can Mm -hmm. I have this
2: experience? And like, there's also kind of this self-doubt that comes in. I'm like, is there something that I can do wrong or am I gonna mess this up somehow or is there something wrong with me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had all of those questions and I was just so amazed as the process of the induction, which is what we call, which is bringing somebody into a hip- hypnotic state. Um, I was so impressed by that. And I just couldn't, I was like, wow, this is beautiful and this is real. And this, this is happening. And, um, it was, it was a really transformative experience for me. And so when you were
1: under, when you're under hypnosis, like, I feel like the old school way of thinking about it is like, you don't remember anything. You're kind of like, almost like knocked out or something, but isn't it more like, um, you are aware you're just reprogramming subconscious
2: programming or is that wrong no you're you're very right and so reprogramming the subconscious is what we do in in hypnotherapy okay um and the actual how it feels to be in a hypnotic state or under hypnosis or as a client of hypnotherapy um you do remember everything and you're totally conscious so i know that i'm megan um, when i'm rece- when I'm a client for hypnotherapy, which I am, I have mm-hmm. a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I'm Megan. I know what day it is. I know that it's like daytime or nighttime, and I know that what I'm experiencing is a type of state of mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's it's definitely like we're, we're we we speak with the subconscious. We open the door for the subconscious to come into to, we really i guess how i'd say it is we really allow the subconscious to come into play mm. to, to have its day yeah. in the spotlight or its moment in the spotlight isn't but it true we are that
1: uh, oh sorry time. yeah we're conscious the whole time yeah. yeah isn't it true that like from zero to seven that's the state we're in we're in a hypnotic state basically like the same brave what, what brave what brain waves I can speak the same brain waves that are in when we're under hypnosis. That's just our state as children. And we're absorbing everything at that hypnotic level.
2: 100%. And I, I, I've heard it even going to eight years old. So sometime between six and eight years old, I think, depending on the individual, Mm. but for that reason it's so powerful. And that's the place that we go to heal, as you know, with your meditation work, like mm-hmm. that's where we, we have to heal from that brainwave
1: mm-hmm. from
2: that, from that state of mind, then that's the only way to really make change.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's such a powerful, I mean, that's where most of our core beliefs and habits and wounding, you know, are, are coming yeah. from is that, that age range. And so when we go, when we do hypnotherapy and we do age regressions as well, back to a certain age, um, as well as past life regressions and just like a general check-in and sh- working on a specific theme. Um, but that is why it's so, so, so powerful because it, it really gets you back into the, the, the heart of what you're experiencing today. That's just playing out from the subconscious out through us into the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause we are also like in our conscious state, aren't we getting like something I've heard like something like 90% of the information that how we operate in the world and how we interact with people is coming from that, all of that subconscious programming from when we were little. So that's part of why we're like replaying all the same old dynamics. Cause we're going back to that, those feelings and that,
2: Patterning. Yeah, absolutely. And we tend if like as when I started to work with hypnotherapy and and work as a hypnotherapist, I became so much more conscious of seeing people as little kids mm-hmm. um, in, in, in their behaviors yeah. and in my own behavior. And like, what is going on right now? And what is this? Where is this being acted out from? Because it really is usually from childhood.
1: Yeah,
0: I feel so many feelings while we're talking (laughs) about this. Just thinking of that zero to eight being in that really receptive state and yeah. make, yes. I actually feel like I don't, I'm not freaking out, but I do feel sick to my stomach thinking oh, of it. No. Just me and my brother. I mean, yeah, you know I mean, it's like we're vulnerable. at the funeral chapel, we're watching my dad embalm, we're getting our parents yes. are getting a divorce. <laughs> like it's just yeah. like, all
1: uh, hip, in a hypnotic state. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like really, helpful to know that then you can go back and like, that's why um, reprogramming and hypnosis is so powerful because it really does feel like you can really feel very different from like from reprogram. Like that's why I have a reprogramming inner child meditation because it's like, it's so helpful. And it's funny you say like from doing so much inner child work, And parts work. I also now like I'll just see people as kids like, oh, which little child part is acting out right now? It sounds condescending when I say it like that, but it really is from like a compassionate place like, oh, that person's scared in their little child part. Yeah.
2: I think it allows that subconscious work um, allows us to meet people where they're at. And where they're at might be, it, 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 it almost always is a different place than where they think they're at or where, where we would perceive that we're at, that they are at just from a superficial, um, mm. you know, understanding. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So how do you like, give us an example of how you discover that? Like, how do you find where they are based on or compared to where they think they
2: are? So I think. The biggest thing is, so from the beginning of a hypnotherapy session, for example, there, it requires a lot of trust. So it requires to um, somebody to allow themselves to be vulnerable in a very safe space. Um, because if you if people come in like really rigid and like, I don't really wanna be doing this, but I'm just curious if I can be hypnotized or not, mm. um, which happens, in, mm. it's not a no, parlay trick, you. it's not a game. Um, <laughs> but there's not much that can be done because all of the work is happening within them. So for somebody who's receptive and somebody who's ready and really interested in in receiving this work and participating in it, um, we begin a session by understanding what it is that they want to work on. And then through a series of questions and a short conversation, we discover what the underlying issue is from that conversation and that's where some people like I usually I we always flip around the question to be like you know I don't okay like this is what you feel like is wrong right now and this is what you're feeling that you don't like or something that you want to change but I want to know how you want to feel instead because we don't want to focus on there's there's actually this is another misconception with hypnotherapy is that a lot of people I think feel that we want to go back and do like this deep excavation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to yeah. be really uncomfortable. And yeah, people are afraid of that. But the reality is like, it we touch on that, whatever needs to be moved through or excavated, but that's not the focus. The focus is what you want to bring into your life and mm-hmm. how you want to reframe because, and it's not just like, like making, like imagining something and wishing all the bad away. It's really understanding that we aren't always the most um, accurate narrator narrator of our own story. Um, and that's a quote that I've heard from somewhere and I wish I had it written down. But, um, you know, so just understanding that our perception of reality from our place of wounding is not always real. And, so then we are able to reframe and allow ourselves to, to really get what we need to get from our past experiences and move forward.
1: But when you say like, we're not the best you know, narrator for our lives um, or that it didn't have, or it's like, it's not always true, I think is what you said. Um, I think the thing to note about that. It's, it's not like we're saying like the things didn't happen to you that you think happened or anything like that. It's not like your reality is not what you think it is in terms of the events taking place or something like that. But for me, how it feels helpful, um, this kind of hypnosis reprogramming stuff is to know that like the beliefs that I picked up because of those events that have felt, true about myself like oh well I am always to blame or there's something wrong with me or I'm not worthy all that stuff that I felt like well obviously that's true because of these things that happened when you go and you reprogram and you go back in there you realize like oh wait a minute no you you get this reframe where you can see yourself more accurately yeah and you can start to see like Like, for me, when I look back, I'm like, oh, my mom was just, like, super overwhelmed and a narcissist, but, like, not taking any responsibility, and I just happened to be in the way. And so when I go back and I feel that and I see that, it's like, then I can take away, it doesn't mean that now she's a villain, but, no, it's just like, okay, I see now where she was coming from, and now I can um love myself more and know it's not my fault as whereas before it was like I'm the worst she's also the worst <laughs> like it's just like everybody's the worst it's a big mess and yeah so in that Yeah point, so
0: akasha after. clearing is like that too in the way yeah. that it it can be valuable to get a new perspective on on the way you tell your story to yourself because yeah. like for example um Sometimes when I'm doing an Akashic clearing someone, it will be revealed that someone has a story like, oh, my dad is great. And that's it. That's just this mm. thought terminating like cliche of my dad's great. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, and then you go deeper. It's like, oh, oh, well, and he was an alcoholic. Oh, and he like there were a lot of times he didn't listen to me or things I needed that he didn't see. And it's like, okay, so there's more subtlety there. like there's nuance. We can tell ourselves stories that we pick up and then you can go deeper in and see like, oh, actually that was challenging for me. If I bring some awareness there, some compassion there, I can help heal. It's not like I'm, but sometimes there's a block too. Like with that example, it would be like, well, I don't want to not say my dad is great because that's important to me. It's important to him and just different ways we are arrange the story that yeah. when you kind of dismantle it or are, are able to come at it from a different perspective then you can get greater healing and wholeness yeah
2: yeah and I think it's it's like so coming from that story and 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 telling ourselves so exploring more of the story like you were just saying to us, but from a and from a place that we're not in survival mode
0: oh right yeah Right,
2: because the story that we tell ourselves when we're in survival mode can be just so it's, it's all about safety, it's all about safety, and so, so one
0: dimensional
2: when we want to feel safe is like okay, I'm gonna either put myself down or I'm gonna elevate myself. So I feel like that's what happens sometimes with like narcissistic forms, yeah. person- like I feel so unsafe that I'm just gonna. Some, some of us go put ourselves down and others elevate.
1: Right. Well, also though, a lot of times what happens is we do both. I think when we are also, when we're raised by narcissists, we end up doing both to ourselves. It's because not to say, okay, just a lot of times with narcissist personality, what I have found to be true is that there's a lot, they often have a lot of ways of be perfect pictures. Like, I have to meet this standard and this standard and this standard. And so then, if it's not perfect, it's the worst. And when you're raised by people like that, you often feel that way about yourself. And often you blame yourself entirely. But even people without narcissism have that best and worst thing going on.
2: Right. It's almost yeah. like it's, it's hard for us to just be even yeah you know be to be, be neutral neutral yeah. out yeah. about ourselves in a yeah. loving
1: way yeah it can be hard to be like in parts work language it's like being in self when you're in your loving inner adult when you're in your self with a capital s then you can see all the parts being played out. You can see like, oh, that part's getting activated. My inner child's getting activated. You know, you can see when there's a part that feels like they need to be the best or whatever. And I think that's, what's great about hypnosis is it, and is it can help you reframe all of that, like you said.
0: And then even like past life stuff, too i mean that how do we even have if we can't remember the trauma that is affecting our present moment and that brings me to a burning question that i haven't been able to let go of what did you discover in your first hypnotherapy session where you did past life regression do you Mm. mind sharing
2: yeah um i'm happy to share i had had a really um a really unfavorable experience oh wow a narcissist mm. that was really dangerous, and I was really confused about my role in that experience.
0: In this in, life or the past life?
2: In this life. Oh, okay. Ah. Oh. So that's the thing. What's so interesting is is so I went in traumatized to my past life regression. I went in with a specific. I feel traumatized because of this, um, which I described, you know, briefly to the hypnotherapist and you know she said well we may or may not encounter this person or we may or may not encounter um something similar to this experience but whatever comes through is always for the highest and best that's always how we work in hypnotherapy Um, and surely enough that individual did come through in my past life and did and I had a very similar experience with them.
1: Yeah, and that happens all the time in my work when I'm seeing past lives. It's like, oh, this is the exact same thing going mm-hmm. on in your present day.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. It was a very similar, but it was more violent in my past mm-hmm. life, um, where it was more mental in in the experience that I had in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so, what I was able to see was just observing my past life and who I was in this past life, just observing the ways in which I gave my power away and my sovereignty away to this individual not realizing it. Um, you know, and there were elements of there's things that I can take responsibility for as well I and mean, there's elements of insecurity, um, you know elements of naivete but. You know, in general, it was just like, wow, like this is how bad it can get when I don't take care of myself and prioritize my own well-being and my own self-love and Mm self-care. And in this lifetime, it was not as, I, I didn't, I see in my past lifetime, I ended up dying because of that. Mm. I I was, that person actually betrayed me Mm. and I was killed Mm. and I felt That not to scare anybody, but I felt my my throat split Mm. for a split second, and like you know that it's not really happening, but it's a sensation that comes up that was like, wow, I I never would have imagined that sensation.
0: Wow, Wow. interesting.
2: And so, what was? But I, I left that session with feeling so much more empowered, and I left that session feeling having a greater sense of, of my, I mean, I guess empowered is really the word, you know, like having a greater sense of my own power, my own capacities and my own ability to, you know, have a say in my life and not be pushed around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did you reprogram at all in that session? I never felt the same about that situation after that session. Yeah. It was so clear to me that this is the kind of energy that this person is expressing in, in these lifetimes, you know, and this is, this is their role in a way. And what can I learn from, from that so that I don't get mixed up in that again?
1: Yeah. So when someone comes to you for a session, can you just walk us through what happens?
2: So if it's, I mean, there's really, there's a big difference between the past life regression and oh, okay. the lives. Cause I also offer life between lives, which is amazing. So I'll just talk about past life regression and life between lives to start. Okay. It's usually about a two and a half, to four hour session. I've had some go four hours long. Wow. Uh, Because we also do a womb regression, a pleasant childhood memory regression. Well, we start with pleasant childhood memories just to feel safe even in times when we didn't feel safe. Like recognizing the safety that we felt as a child even if it was just looking at a flower. Mm and just helping find some time so that we can help you know soothe ourselves that yes we did have something beautiful it wasn't all really terrible there were moments we experienced that were beautiful regardless of who was around us and then we go into a womb regression and then we go back into a past life regression and then we go into life between lives which is a type of therapy recommended by uh or initiated by Michael Newton, um, who wrote the book Journey of Souls. Mm-hmm. And that is just the combination of all of those things together, like I said, can last usually about two and a half hours, but it could be longer. And what comes out of it is amazing. It's amazing for me. And it as, because I, I, I always have my computer and I'm taking notes and I'm, I end up just, it, it, it ends up being like a subconscious interview. Especially with the life between lives, which is what happens after we experience the death scene in the in the in the past life regression, and we go into the life between lives. Um, so I'm just, it's just fascinating for me what people say because it is so unexpected, and it's there are similar there there's parallels between the responses that people get, but they're also very unique. Um, like
1: what can you tell us some of what yeah, people and report
0: I, maybe at the same time kind of give us a picture of what happens in the life between
1: lives I'm really yeah, curious that's what I mean yeah, yeah. like what hap- yeah that's what I mean
2: so it's different for it's different for everybody but some of the more some of the common themes are that people experience a bright light
1: mm-hmm.
2: them up into the cosmos Mm -hmm. And this is following the review that we do of their, so of their past life. So once we exit, once we exit the past life, we, we, we review the past life and then we go into the life between lives. And a lot of people experience this really like euphoric, um, floating feeling as they're floating through the cosmos and they see other souls with them. And they even have the experience sometimes of recently, I had a client who experienced her life as a Syrian star seed. When, <laughs> I mean, and she'd never studied about that. She'd never read yeah. up. It. And it was just amazing. Like, did, did you come in wanting to like experience which star seed you were? And she said, no, I've never experienced anything like that in my life.
1: Wow, interesting. So when you say you do the life review, you're saying that you do that with the client, not that the client, because in my experience, well, because you have to have the life review after you die. Oh, I see. You're saying you do the past life, then they die, then they immediately go into a life review usually.
2: Yeah. And it's usually short. Um, and it's, so basically my role is just to keep things going and to ask the right questions. Uh Um, and one of the things I, I didn't mention is like the B, like how, how do we enter past life regression? Like what starts is I always ask people, you know, what is it that you want to work on? Are there any like, um, phobias that you have or fears or any pain that doesn't have a clear explanation? Are there any relationships you want to review? So we kind of set the stage for that possibility to come forward. Okay. But yeah, then the, the whole experience of the past life regression in any hypnotherapy session is really like a three-way conversation. So it's me speaking to the client who speaks directly with their subconscious. Okay. And, then- and so- life review Um, and then the life review comes up through different points of the life between lives portion of the session as well. So sometimes people will will go to, and I can guide them to go, I have like a list of places that are kind of like the common visited places to go in the life between lives. So it's like Mm -hmm. maybe check this out and I can guide them. Or sometimes they go on their own or sometimes they call in a guide or a guide comes to meet them and takes them to these places. Yeah. And there they, they review the life review in more depth. So like the life that they've just had um, and also why they came into that life, why they chose to be born into that body, into that mm-hmm. time, into the experiences.
1: So has anyone ever, I know, I love it. Has mm-hmm. anyone ever like just been like, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not getting anything. Does that ever happen?
2: It does. Um, and that's, that is always a cue to me that we need to relax even deeper. Okay. Usually it's somebody's trying to see something. Right. Rather than just allowing it. So like in your, like, for example, like in the sessions that I've had with you, Natasha, where, where you say like, you know, drop in and say hello to yourself, that experience of like the, the response that you get there, that that intuitive center mm-hmm. that we're really working with in hypnotherapy. And sometimes people aren't able to drop into it because they're so concerned that they're going to do something wrong um, or, you yeah. know, and and so it's just, for me, it's just um, an example that we need a little bit more time in doing an induction. So we just, I just help them relax even further.
1: I'm really curious. What are the go-to places that that you said you have a list of like where people go? The cosmos is one of them,
0: right? The stars or the cosmos.
2: It's well, so that's where a lot of people go, but usually, you know, I want to see what happens, what they experience as they leave that body. Yeah. Life. And a lot of people experience a bright light. It is just what it is. It maybe sounds cliche, but it it is. And a lot of people experience that. Um, And from there, if somebody is, is really, you know, into following where I'm taking them and I don't get the sense that they want to do it on their own.
1: Uh
2: I take them to see if there's a reception. Are they received by anybody? Um, And sometimes when you're being received, you are received by a guide or guides. Um, Sometimes it is your higher self that receives you. Uh Um, Sometimes it is past um, family members or even friends that we know from, from our present life. Um, or somebody that they met in their past life that you know, so there's a reception, um, there's an opportunity for a rejuvenation. So that looks different for everybody. Sometimes, you know, I'll actually suggest let's go to a rejuvenation center, and that could be like a spa, like a soul spa mm. or in one session as a client, it was um, like the most beautiful, amazing waterfall I'd ever seen. And I was surrounded by parrots, wild parrots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And other people have experienced it as, no, I'm just floating among the stars. And this is rejuvenating me. This is cleansing me from everything that I experienced in the past life. And what happens is like, if they have any residual, um, you know, sadness or, um, pain from what they've experienced in the past life. Cause that can happen sometimes. I mean, we yeah. experience not every past life. Some, some of them are really tragic. Um, and so this is the point where we really get super relaxed again. And I can always just tell when people are there because their tone of voice changes and their entire vibration changes. Yeah. They relax even further. And then the information that comes in as to their soul purpose, um, as to what they, why they come to Earth, and what they've been uh, earned, like learning, and what they're also able to teach, just comes in so fully, and it's one of the most beautiful experiences that I've had as a witness, as a guide, and also as a client.
1: Yeah, that sounds amazing. Amazing. Um, we do have to wrap up, unfortunately, but before we do, we didn't get what your sun, moon and rising
2: are and we need to know it. <laughs> so um, my rising is Cancer and my sun is Aries oh. and my moon is Aquarius. Oh,
1: okay. yeah, I can see it. Okay. <laughs> um, so tell Megan, where can people find you?
2: Yes. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Healing Wave Hypnosis, and that's where I'm most active. Um, I also have a YouTube channel where I—I'm um, I, currently halfway through um, my Zodiac series of uh, monthly group hypnosis. So I do
1: oh, cool uh, hypnosis,
2: Zodiac. So I just did the Sagittarius um, hypnosis the other day, and people can find that on my YouTube channel. Um, Healing Wave Hypnosis. And you can also find me at Healingwavehypnosis.com if you want to get in touch.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Great. Thank you
0: so, thank much, you so much. It was great to meet you and talk to you about this stuff. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah. Thank really, yes. You.
2: It was an honor to meet with you both. I admire you both and I love the podcast. So thank you so oh, much. Thanks,
1: thank Megan. you.
2: Okay.
1: Well, we can only assume that was great because we haven't done it yet. Yeah, we have a good feeling. It was great. I loved yeah. the bio, I will say. Yeah, and I know Megan and I love her. Okie doke, skis. So now it is time for the Energy Report. I feel like that was maybe a little off key, but here we are. Maybe it's in t- in t- in key with our times. Who's to say? <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. That's a way to think of it. Um. So, any hoosers. Um. Yeah. So, the energy report is when I feel into the energy trend for the week ahead. And you know, as I tell my clients, I do not um tell the future per se. Are you looking at something? Are you okay? Okay, it's fine. (laughs) Um, I don't look into the future like this is what's going to happen, but I can feel into the energy. Um, I'm going to say like about a week, maybe sometimes a little more. I just feel like clarifying this because I don't like future predicting about specific events necessarily, but I can feel into the energy of the week ahead certainly. And what I'm feeling into this week is specifically around – self-worth stories coming up um it makes a lot of sense because i know astrologically what's coming up soon is a venus retrograde yeah i know yeah Yeah. right
0: after the full moon on saturday Mm
1: -hmm. and it ends on my birthday in january i know i don't know what that means and we're gonna have a mercury retrograde in january as well um but anyway so It might be preparing us for this because with Venus retrograde, there's a lot of relationship revision. And this feels to me very much about relationship to the self and stories we've been telling ourselves around self-worth and limiting beliefs and what we do believe in ourselves and what we don't believe in ourselves. And there feels a lot of support around releasing it and also bravery around Looking at it, which actually we probably talked about with Megan in our conversation, I bet, because that's a lot of shadow stuff to do that you can work with reprogramming. It's a perfect time for that Um, because there's a lot of like, oh, okay, I have this limiting belief that's very much attached to old patterns, but then they feel so true. You know, when they've been programmed in you, they can feel very true. Um, But whenever they're coming up, that means they're coming up to be looked at and healed and released. So the other thing I noticed kind of parallel with it is this light, this support in the form of light and also guides and angels. Like really remember, if you believe in that, to call on your support team in the angelic realm and your highest guide realm. Totally. Yeah. It really feels like they want to support us right now. They want to, they're like at the ready. I can just see this image of them (laughs) behind the golden doors, like ready to open up those doors and deliver the light if we ask for it. Yeah. And in meditation today, one thing that I saw was that what they showed me was this image of almost like, you know, tanning beds, Oh, they're like, it was like this image of like a tanning bed, but it was made of light and crystals oh. and like just laying, imagining yourself just laying down in that and closing that bed and just being like beamed and receiving that light and wisdom of crystals and light. Mm, this is a fantasy spa. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's like in a crystal castle. Yes. It's felt it felt really good. I did it this morning and it did feel and I think this is part of the lesson this week is when I did that, there was suddenly this like releasing a lot of of a lot of self-worth stories that weren't serving me and this new commitment to myself. Like, oh, okay, I'm here and I'm committing to all of it. Like the, you know, I'm really like going to ground in and accept all of it. Yeah. So that's really important when you're looking at your stuff To, You know, a lot of times people can feel um, like, oh no, if I look at my stuff, I'm going to be overwhelmed. But the truth is that If you're centered in self enough, if you have compassion for yourself, the stuff is already there and it's just like doesn't feel good. It's just like, but when you let it in, then it can move. I've said this Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. 1.2 billion times, but you can let it move. It can integrate and... Like, you will know, like, okay, I'm not in a place to look at my stuff right now. And that's fine, you know. But if you feel like, okay, I'm ready, you can go at the pace you want. And it's really to your benefit to do that. Especially right now. There's so much light and support. I don't know if that's like a Sagittarius thing because the fiery stuff. And if you want to do some extra focus on your heart, that also feels good. Like a little extra light in the heart.
0: That this is speaking to me so much. So I okay. have had some thoughts while you've been doing the energy report. Okay. And I was remembering that I did internal family systems this week, and I took a bath, which was an energy nice. healing bath, which I posted about on my website if you want to do a similar energy healing bath for yourself but while I was doing that I was tuning in both of those the internal family systems and then the bath was a kind of a continuation where I tapped into this part of my inner child that felt very triggered by moving by being forced to move because it reminded me of the divorce when I was four and then and when I tuned into that I was like oh, but that'll never heal. Like, that's just going to be there. That's just, like, who I am, and it's just so much pain. And then I was like, oh, but I can ask for help. Like, that's what I was reminded. Like, oh, I can ask for help, and I don't have to figure it all out right now, but I can just open up to that help and let that light in. And that also reminded me of – um The second episode of Adventure Time Distant Lands, which is on HBO now, which I watched last night, and Mm -hmm. it made me cry. So it was about relationship patterns. It was Mm -hmm. about Princess Bubblegum and Marceline having a relationship and Marceline looking at her old stuff and, like, opening her heart and finding her softness. It made me cry, and I showed Ted the song that Marceline wrote for Princess Bubblegum about, like, letting Mm -hmm. go of her – like fear of being soft and mushy on the inside Mm. it was really like just so sweet but it reminds me very much of that energy that you're talking about and also what i'm gonna talk about in practical magic
1: okay
0: speaking of which now it's time for practical magic so I was also thinking about how Venus is going retrograde on Sunday, and the mm-hmm. full moon in Gemini is Saturday night. Mm. And to me, I know, I always, I mean, I talked about this with Brit uh, Britain once, that I think of Gemini as being romantic, which is normally isn't really, people don't really talk about that, but she said in traditional astrology, it is, like, aligned with Venus energy. Mm. So... um So for, I mean, it's solstice season, but I still feel like I'm not really totally there yet with the winter Mm -hmm. solstice or with, sometimes I love it and I'm not hating it. I'm just not Mm -hmm. getting there yet into that Mm -hmm. energy. But um, for this week for Practical Magic, I am tuning into... Uh, relationship healing, heart healing, romance healing, letting go of old stuff at the full moon. Okay. So to do a ritual at the full moon, I was thinking you could do do what feels right. Like uh, uh, for opening up, this is what I'm thinking, opening up to deeper, healthier, more joyful romance. So you could, one thing you could do, follow your intuition, but one thing you could do is empower a rose quartz in the light of the full moon. As a charm, to mm-hmm. help soften your heart, heal your heart, untangle old, challenging emotional wounds, just setting that intention to open up, and then my other idea was maybe like a rose petal bath. It'd be a good night mm-hmm. for a rose petal bath, and in both cases i th- I feel like it would be a great idea to speak. It's an air sign. Gemini is an air sign. It's ruled by Mercury. It's very Mm language-oriented. To speak from your heart to the divine. You could invoke the love goddess or just the goddess. Mm -hmm. I feel like divine feminine is a good idea if you feel uh, intuitively guided. And then to speak words from your heart about the type of healing you would like, what you would like to experience and Mm. open up to. And you could say it like, thank you, goddess, for helping me heal. Thank you for helping me open my heart. Thank you for helping me move through old pain, heal it, let it go so I can open up to even deeper, more joyful romance. Or Whatever your intentions are right now with romance, if you're in a relationship, they would be different than if you want to open up to a relationship. Or if you just finish your relationship, maybe you want to open up to healing, self-love, self-approval. So whatever it is, just speak from your heart, follow your intuition about doing a full moon ritual this Saturday. I love it.
1: Thanks. It is aligned with the energy report, too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I really was seeing a lot of that light in the heart chakra specifically, too.
0: That's what I felt, too, when I did that energy healing bath ritual, Mm. which I will put in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Breathing. It was conscious breathing into the heart. I did it with fresh sage and epsom salt, which I've Mm. talked about before. is a really great combo
1: for a healing bath. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I have some fresh sage growing in our little herbal garden. Perfect. It's been ridiculously warm here. I don't like mm. it. It's been like the sixties. Like I mean, it's it December.
0: here too. It hasn't. It, winter just is starting to sputter in. It's really oh, rare for wow. here.
1: Wow! Yeah. Global warming, I guess. Okay. Well, before we pick our cards for the week, I'll let you know that you can find me at highestlighthealing.com, on Instagram, at highestlighthealing. I've been doing some fun reels lately. I've been having fun with them anyway. I've really been having a lot of fun with it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's been really like, um, I just really like it. Um, And on Facebook as well. I guess. I mean, I am. There's a page there. I just it's it doesn't shared seem from like Instagram. that's how everyone
0: is about Facebook these, these yeah. days. Like, eh, yeah, I'm on Facebook too.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's it. Yeah, you can schedule a session with me. I will say I am cutting way back because I have a lot of writing I'm doing, but um, you can still schedule with me on there. And yeah, and you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. Com on facebook at magic monday podcast listeners we have a little group you can join and magic monday pod magic monday pod on facebook and did i already say instagram i don't know i can't remember me either magic monday podcast okay and what
0: about you you can find me um, at my website, which is com, And that's where you can find lots of spells and rituals and guided meditations and sign up for my newsletter. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444 and on Twitter at TessWhiteHurst, on Facebook at TessWhiteHurst author, and on YouTube at TessWhiteHurst.
1: Okay. Okay. So-, so, what are you drawing from today? Today I'm drawing from again because it was on my desk still, and also I love it, the tarot of curious creatures.
0: Okay, and I am drawing from my magic of flowers oracle. And do you want to start? Do you want me? Well,
1: to start? I picked Justice reversed. Oh, okay. And um, you want to see it, I will, I'll take a picture. So if you're on our newsletter, which, did we talk about that? I don't know. You can join Oh, the yeah, newsletter. and the
0: newsletter that we send out once a week, I put pictures. That is scary to me. That is, is that... actually terrifying.
1: Oh, okay. It's well, like it's a, a parrot in a dress.
0: It's a parrot in like a witch dress holding scales, and I'm going to have nightmares about it. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't really, have thought it is of scary this as a
1: witch dress. I, I like this dress. I would wear this dress. And also, uh, I mean, we are witches. But um, Yeah, I
0: like the dress too, but with that big parrot head holding the scales, there's just mm-hmm. something real, like, I like, I mean, I like it, but it is
1: scary. I like okay. scary things. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> upside you know, down makes it extra scary. I see. Well, do you, what do you know about the Justice card? Because... This is one of the cards I'm least connected to. But when I tune in here with it being reversed, honestly, and I feel this a lot with reversals though, so, but I'm just going to trust my intuition here. It kind of feels like what I'm really getting actually is letting go of weighing who's right or who's wrong. Like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, it is. Like,
0: I do think of it as... When I think of trouble making decisions, I think of Libra energy. And when I think of Libra energy, I think of the justice card. So you had that feeling that was like a part of what you've been moving through.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, Um, and I do think that
0: is a big message as we move through the trauma of the past couple of years too. Yes,
1: definitely. That was a huge theme last week for a lot of my clients. And also, yeah, I... Not who's right and who's wrong, but letting go of like black and white thinking, right. which yeah. is really hard. When you're in black and white thinking, you can't, you don't see the nuance. You can't connect to your inner loving adult, your whole self, because you're caught in a part of you that's like, ah, what's yeah. up? you know. And it cuts
0: you off from people connecting with people yes. who see things differently than you.
1: And also just connecting in general with yourself because uh-huh. you're oh, so totally. connected. Yeah. So when I, yeah, that's what this feels like to me is like, you know what? Let go of the scales altogether. Just let them go and ground into who you are and what you know and release that whole like somebody's wrong, somebody's right, the justice of it mm-hmm. all.
0: It's interesting that it's a parrot too, since that's the air element, and we're, we have that. We have the Gemini full moon coming up, but also mm-hmm. Libra is the air element. And I do really think of birds when I think of Libra energy,
1: also. This is interesting because it says, because when you said parrot, I, I'm reading what it says about it says African gray parrot conversations. I can echo the rules with perfect precision. Pre- precision. Jesus. And slice morality into right and wrong. Yep, the rule of Mama Gaia is deeper than this. Oh, that's interesting because that's like what I was picking up on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. It asks you to judge your own actions looking through the lens of the heart. How do you feel when you take away the defenses or the need to be right? Oh my God. This is, I've never heard the justice card described like this. And this is what it's saying. Totally. What would bring love to a contented heart? There's a balanced magic here because your heart will tell you what is love and what isn't. I love it.
0: Yeah. And that also is is Libra energy, too, because of the Venus connection, which also I, I also equate with Gemini. So I drew also a very airy card, which is Dandelion, and it is called Make-A-Wish, this card. It's Ugh, like a, a little boy that. blowing a dandelion, and there's this sparkly, airy energy. And I feel like my my feeling with this one is to remember that aspect of Gem- the Gemini full moon, too, which is... I mean, full moons in general are a good time to set intentions, to feel as if they're already manifested, to really get into that vibration. But Gemini, this, ha- oh, what?
1: I, I'm, it's interesting you say that because. Actually, on our listener page, somebody was saying, like, oh, full moons are good for setting intentions. But I was like, I thought the new moon was good for setting intentions. New moon is, like,
0: planting seeds. This is how I think of it. New moon is, like, planting seeds. The full moon, to me, is a time when it's, like, Mm, what what would it feel like to already be in that energy, like where Mm. the new moon is like anticipatory, like, oh, we're going to plant these seeds and they're going to grow, where the full moon is like, "Mm, the full flowering of this feeling, let me get into it, let me celebrate it. So it's like a deeper kind of different aspect of manifesting in a way. Okay. Um, But I feel like that portal, that uh, sort of, That magical, joyful, swirly Gemini energy to remember also, even though we're going into Venus retrograde and it just all the eclipses, it feels like there's lots of heavy stuff to remember also that, oh, but also what do I want to create? What am I moving into? Let me find that joy and that open-hearted energy there too.
1: Yes, yes, that feels like the energy report. What I was seeing in terms of like feeling into the light, going into the light too, as you're, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in that that crystal tanning bed mm-hmm. as you are releasing the other stuff.
0: Because like that, all this transformation does feel unsettling, but it's yeah. also really exciting, and there's a lot of power there. There's like a portal there.
1: Yeah, you know. Yes all right everybody we hope you have a great week
0: no i don't want this i don't want this i don't want any of this